listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. Glad that you could join us. We got a great show for you this week. Our feature guest is going to be rookie forward Josh Davies, who's found himself on uh, NHL Central Scouting's lists a couple times this year. We'll have that chat and also uh, break down the last seven days and Bronco Nation with interim head coach Devin Pratt. Craig Boschman last night, Red Deer rolling into town. And Red Deer, they're always going to give you a tough game. And uh, they're, they're always a well-coached, disciplined team that's tough to play against. And this year you add a whole bunch of talent, and they're a tough to, to steal a W from. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that's um, that's really built to win now. Um, and then the way that they went out and, and sort of built their offseason, getting a couple of key players, and even at the trade deadline, getting a guy like Jackson Vandalist, They've clearly got uh, their sights set on uh, making a push at a championship this season. So you know, you know that when you play against Red Deer, you're going to get a tough, uh, a tough opponent, and that's exactly what the Broncos had last night. Um, you know, they're a very veteran team. I think they've got nine, eight or nine, nineteen-year-olds on that roster. So that's a team that, like I said, is built to win now, and and uh, they kind of just showed why last night in that game. Yeah, they they don't have the you know the razzle dazzle and the hype that maybe Edmonton and Winnipeg do, but I see Red Deer being a team that's dangerous that you know could certainly give a team like Winnipeg a run for their money in a seven game series. Well, they're just so physical, right? That's the way they play, and they can kind of wear teams down with that. And there's, they've also got those two top guys uh, who who do so much damage offensively. So they've got enough firepower to to kind of hang with those top teams, and they've also got maybe more of a physical edge than uh, than other teams do. So I agree, I uh, that would be a tough first round matchup for whoever they're playing uh, if playoffs started right now they'd be playing Brandon in the first round and if I was the Wheat Kings I wouldn't be overly happy with that first round matchup yeah no that'll be uh, that'll be a tough one um what a weekend for the uh for the Swift Current Broncos lots of talk two games against Winnipeg certainly made one forget about the uh seven nothing road loss in Moose Jaw on Friday but uh man taking three of a possible four points from one of the top teams in the country certainly had to be a confidence booster for the boys yeah it was amazing um you know I think it was no question the game of the year and maybe even the game of the last couple of years um just such a, a great atmosphere in the rink for that comeback on on Saturday and the belief in the team to to not give up down 4-1 against one of the top teams in the country it, it just seemed like a a switch was flipped in in that first intermission and they came out looking like a completely different team in the second period got to within one and then just carried that over into the third by by tying it up early and kept it close killed off a penalty late in that third period and then got the game winner with with 90 seconds to go so just a, a phenomenal game on Saturday so much excitement the players were hyped up the crowd was into it uh, the building was rocking that night and uh, nearly pulled it off again on Sunday you know a tough third period to finish things off and and, and when the game gets to a shootout I mean it's kind of just a skill competition so uh quick shout out to Sam McGinley for his breakaway with no stick in overtime that was something you don't see very often but uh yeah it was another exciting game obviously tough not to, to finish it off and get the full four points but I think if you had told the team that they would get uh three or four points against Winnipeg heading into that weekend they would have been pretty happy yeah ab- absolutely no doubt about that uh you know somebody else who's seen plenty of action recently who seems to be coming into their own is Reed Dick he got the W against Winnipeg and uh I thought you know look pretty solid against a good team last night in uh, in Red Deer. Yeah, he certainly held the team in it. I mean, they were 
Broncos were outshot 19-2 in the first period, and it was only 2-0. And he made the, again, save of the night. I think that's the third or fourth time he's had the WHL save of the night uh, this season. So, uh, like you said, he's he's certainly coming to his own here over the last five or six appearances for him, which is which is great. Um, I mean, we know he's had some some up and downs this year, but for him to sort of find a groove here down the stretch is, is so important to help the team get into the playoffs and, and also help him uh, heading down the stretch here for, uh, for next season and uh, his future with the team. All right. Uh, hey, we got to plug something that's happening in the stable right now. The uh, Swift Current Broncos are selling their heritage jerseys. I wasn't sure what a heritage jersey was until uh, I asked about it yesterday, but those are the jerseys that are mostly green. They got the black shoulders and the old retro logo. So uh, the retro logo from the late 60s, early 70s. So yeah, an opportunity for people to own some game-worn action if they visit the stable. Yeah, I mean, there's always uh, people out there who love their game-worn collectibles, and uh, those are jerseys that were worn for, I think it was four years? It was 16, 17 they debuted those jerseys, I think. So they've uh, had those for a couple of years now. I think they wore them just the one time this year and then uh, officially retired them. So on sale now, I think a bunch of them have been claimed already as well. So they're they're going pretty quickly here if you want to pick up one of those very unique Broncos game-worn jerseys. Absolutely. And uh, the Broncos... Very, very busy schedule over the past few weeks, and uh, everybody seems to have games in hand on this squad. Not too busy a weekend coming up, though. No, and that's great. Um, a rare Friday off for the team. You don't have those very often throughout a WHL season, and then just the one game this weekend in Medicine Hat on Saturday. So, And after that, the team doesn't play again until the following weekend, Friday, Saturday, against Edmonton. So I think it's important for the, the team to kind of use this stretch here to to rest a little bit and recoup. Um, it has been a very busy stretch here, and, and it gets busy once again after this little uh, lighter stretch as well. So I'm hoping that uh, the team can use this time wisely and some guys can kind of heal up and get back into uh, 100% game action and uh, finish off the season strong here with only 14 games to go. I was uh, talking with our uh, vice president of business operations, Nathan McDonald, last night after the game, and he had mentioned that uh, that was uh, the biggest attendance of the year. Obviously, with health mandates lifted, uh, that that allows more people to, to come to the games. And um, biggest attendance of the year, which, I mean, again, it's kind of an odd statistic that your most attended game is a Tuesday in March. But, uh, you know, nice to see some fans back in the building. And hopefully we start seeing more and more now that everyone can be back in the rink. Yeah, and it's just, you know, the, the games, each passing game gets more and more important now, right, too. So that adds the extra element of excitement to it. And, you know, we've been we've been banging the drum all year. This is an exciting team to watch. Uh, these guys deserve to have as big a crowd as possible. They they loved it. the two games they've played this year. One in Brandon, there was 4,500 in the building there in Brandon. Then just a couple of weeks ago in Regina, there was 5,700 for that family day game. And, and they love it. They they absolutely love playing in front of those massive, massive crowds. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's about time these guys get a chance to play in front of a huge home crowd. And uh, hopefully uh, down the stretch here, we'll see the attendance just going uh, up and up down the down the stretch. I'm, I'm putting a challenge out there to everybody who over the last few months said, I'm not coming to the ring until they get rid of all the health mandates. We have. They're gone. There is not a mandate in sight. And our next two home games are against arguably the top team in the league in Edmonton. That would be incredible if we could have two packed houses solidly behind these guys not this weekend but next yeah not only to watch the broncos but when you got an edmonton team coming into town that's got four first round nhl draft picks eight nhl draft picks overall four guys who played at world juniors i mean you know you come to watch the broncos come cheer on the broncos but at the same time you get a chance to watch a bunch of guys who are going to be nhl stars in the future on 
really both sides of the yep. rink. So it's an exciting uh, weekend coming up. It's going to be a tough one, of course, with Edmonton, as you said. I think they are ranked number one in the CHL power rankings most recently. So it will be a tough weekend next weekend, but uh, no better time to come out and uh, pack the rink. Yes, let's pack the rink because you talked about it. You have really, you know, the top-ranked team in the nation now, and the Swift Current Broncos are certainly they're, they're the youngest team Six players ranked by Central Scouting. You got the present versus the future. You got no mandates. You got no excuses. There's no excuses to not come to the rink. We need it packed Friday and Saturday, not this weekend, but next. Call the stable for info. All right, this is getting me fired up. I just, I, w- I want packed houses. I want nothing more than 2018-esque full houses for every game. Let's do this. Anyway, Broncos This Week podcast uh, coming up in just a little bit. Our feature guest will be Josh Davies, but in the much more immediate future. We'll sit down with interim head coach Devin Pratt shortly. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Coach's Show on the Broncos This Week podcast. Interim head coach Devin Pratt joins us. And uh, Devin, well, last night, uh, you know, you guys ran into a really, really good hockey team with uh, with the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, break that one down for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I don't think we were, uh, we were prepared uh, for the level of compete and the pace of play that we needed, uh, you know, to... Uh, to hang around in the game and be successful so for us uh you know the starts are uh, an area we got to focus on here uh we need better first periods better starts to the game it's tough to get down and chase and uh for our group there's got to be a lot of ownership in that performance for this time of year and a lot of growth here moving forward certainly felt your team had some momentum after the second period heading into the third but it was kind of like the game on sunday against winnipeg where an early goal against kind of changed the tide of that uh, third period there yeah i mean we uh we give one up, uh, it's a two-goal separation, and then the power play, we hit the post, we miss another backdoor opportunity that maybe got us right back in it, and then we end up giving up a shorty, and, uh, you know, the, the, the separation is too much. So um, I, it all comes back to the first period. I mean, uh, you know, there's not many times you're going to be able to stick around in a game, and we were really actually fortunate that uh, Reed Dick played as well as he did and gave us an opportunity and kept us around that, you know, we end up scoring late in the second. Now it's a one-goal game going into the third. But uh, when you look at the overall process, uh, it just wasn't there. Yeah, that uh, that weekend, wow, that had more twists and turns than a field sobriety test outside the Big Eye in the 1980s. That uh, that was something. You know, the, you had the Friday night game against Moose Jaw, which I don't think we need to talk much about. But uh, you know, that weekend series, what did it do for the team to take three of the four possible points from Winnipeg? Well, I mean, you, you got to hope that it, it instills belief in them that um, we can be successful against the top teams in the league. And that to that to date, before that, we hadn't been. Uh, we'd had good games. Uh, we'd had one-goal games, games late um, where we had lost. So for our group to be able to find a way, and I think, you know, not to touch on the Moose Jaw effort too much because there wasn't a whole lot of it there, Um but to be down 4-1 in the next period, you know, in the last four periods of that stretch, we're down 11-1 to uh, to find a way to reset and flush it and come back and just engage and, and chip away and, you know, buy into playing a physical brand of hockey to slow them down and working on our transitions and, you know, get ourselves back in the game and then uh, find a way to win it in the third. I thought was a uh, high character of our group and uh, a step in the right direction, no doubt. And then um, I really liked our <clears throat> our effort in the first two periods on Sunday. 
And then, unfortunately, I feel we kind of gave it to them instead of making them earn things. Uh, an early goal against uh, to start the third is never, uh, you know, how you want to start a period when you win a face-off. Uh, you don't want it to end up in the back of your net, you know, seven seconds later. And then uh, just an unfortunate bounce and a little bit of a lack of communication on our part when the when the puck goes up to the ceiling and then comes down right on their stick. So uh, we also had our chances in overtime, as did they, and then in the shootout as well. But uh, for our group, it, you know, it was something we wanted to build off, and we've had to play a lot of hockey. Uh, we've been a little short-staffed. Um, and, you know, maybe just a little bit of a perfect storm with Red Deer coming in here. Here they play a, a heavy brand of hockey. They they lug pucks. They're they're a possession team, and uh, they exposed us. Your team has had some affiliate players in the lineup over the last couple of games with uh, Van Ager against Winnipeg, and then Connor Gabriel against uh, Red Deer. Uh, your thoughts on their performances, and also hoping that some guys are going to come back and get some reinforcements in the lineup here coming up. Yeah, I mean uh, we're down the stretch here. This is the time of year where um, you know you need to use your affiliates, get them in, get them uh, acquainted with you know your structure. Um, your environment and, and you know want them to have confidence moving forward into next fall and uh, I thought Van and Connor did a great job they both have been up previously in the year and you know they uh, they play true to themselves they don't try to do too much they they play their game they're strong defensively they finish their checks um, they're engaged in the game and uh, they're both great kids so excited about the future that they have and proud of them for the job they've done and you know we're, we're always tracking and following how they're doing in their playoffs and you know we wish all our prospects the best um, uh, in those series uh, in the different provinces and it's always great to play this is the time of year you want to be playing you know purposeful hockey and meaningful hockey and uh, the chips are on the table, so we wish all those guys luck. And, uh, you know, when it works out that we can get them back into our lineup, uh, we look forward to that as well. Yeah, and, and on that, you know, talking about prospects that are beginning their playoff series, your two most recent first-rounders are actually playing each other, Caswell and Fluker. So, you know, one of them could be available and have their season ending in the next little bit here. Is Are there plans to perhaps make one of them uh, more of a regular member of the squad to end things off? Yeah, I think that's kind of with all of our um, prospects that we have signed and in the system as as their season ends bring them in and as i said get them into the environment get them acquainted with our day-to-day um and just continue to build on the foundation of their experience here so they come in next fall uh, you know hitting the ground running comfortable and ready to go and um you know as we've seen with uh, all the affiliates we've had up this year they all can play uh you know a solid brand of hockey so when opportunity knocks as well for them to be in the lineup we look for them to to contribute and to play solid minutes just the one game this weekend uh, your team has played now 54 games after last night's game the only team in the league that's played 54 so to have just the one game this weekend and then no games until next weekend nice to maybe have a little bit of a break here for guys to try to recharge down the stretch as well yeah I think it's so important um, you know we talk about load management and um, guys are playing heavy and hard minutes and you know you, you see it in the third period against Red Deer too like we're killing some penalties and it, it's tough when you know you're killing and you're a little short staffed to then try and turn around and chase the game and, and press for one so uh, it's important that our guys take care of themselves uh, they listen to their bodies. They're more proactive than reactive with this, you know, um, doing the stretching, uh, the cool downs, uh, the ice tubs, and then watching what they eat, what they drink, drinking lots of water and getting good rest. Um, you know, it's an important time of year and <clears throat> they've been through a physical grind of the season so far. So for them, uh, just listening to their bodies, as I say, and getting ahead of things, taking care of themselves. And then, uh, 
as a group, uh, it's, it is a great opportunity here. Uh, put a lot of focus on our Saturday night and then uh, maybe have an opportunity for some teams to pick up some games too because <clears throat> we currently have uh, more games played than, uh, than the rest so we can see a little bit more of a truer picture of where we're sitting. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, you talked about the grind of the season. You mentioned that you were short-staffed in some situations. How is Sick Bay looking right now for this team? Yeah, I, you know, <clears throat> there's always going to be uh, the injuries at this time of year. So, uh, you know, a couple guys out. Um, wire stock's a little bit more long-term with the lower body um, right now, which is unfortunate. And then uh, we're into more of a kind of day-to-day, maybe a week-to-week um, situation with our other guys. So, um you know, uh, we're looking forward. Cole Nagy should be back in the lineup this weekend. Um, so that injects, you know, some leadership, a big body, a guy that plays down the middle, takes a lot of big face-offs for us, plays in every situation, and is simply just a presence um, with his size, you know, and, and getting out there. And there's not many guys that his size that have that uh, those skills and abilities and puck touches as well. So uh, looking forward to getting him back in the lineup. Just a quick note on Eric Van Ipp, 200th career game uh, last night against Red Deer. Uh, just your thoughts on uh, what he's brought to your team since being acquired yeah i mean it's uh it's just that veteran presence that veteran leadership uh the attention to detail the way that he prepares um the ability he has to be held accountable and to stay focused and to put the team first and to show up and kind of elevate his game in those moments and i think that's going to be really important for our group here down the stretch where you know We have a group of younger players and we also have a group of veterans and we haven't been in a scenario in recent years of pushing for a playoffs or playing meaningful hockey down the stretch. So a little bit of uncharted territory for our guys and there's going to be adversity. Uh, you know, there's going to be times that we're going to lose and it's important that we, we don't lose our identity. We don't lose what makes us successful um, even in our losses. we got to play our brand of hockey and take pride in that and um so yeah, just that uh, that veteran leadership, and very proud of Eric, and a nice accomplishment for him to achieve here in uh, a Broncos uniform. Right on. This weekend, uh, heading to Medicine Hat, a team that's uh, in a different position in the standings than some of the teams that you've seen more recently. Uh, what are preparations like for that one? Oh, I mean, it's uh, business as usual. Um, you know, we prepare for everyone the same way, uh, and that's what this league takes and the respect that you need to give it because anyone can beat anyone on any given night. And, um, you know, when the puck drops to start the game, the standings don't matter. It doesn't matter where you are or what position you're in. you got to play, you got to be present, you got to be in the moment. So, for our guys, uh, we're not expecting anything other than just to show up and try to establish our game of hockey, focus on ourselves here, um, you know, get our identity, get pucks deep, manage pucks well, and play a physical brand of hockey that has high compete. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming and having this chat with us, Devin. Greatly appreciate it, and best of luck this Saturday night in the hat. Thank you very much. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast, and our feature guest is uh, Josh Davies, enjoying his first full season in the Western Hockey League. Are you enjoying it, I guess? How's things going from your perspective? Yeah, no, I'm loving it. It's uh, finally good to be back in Swifts and with all the fans and experience and billets being away from home. It's been it's been great. Swifts been great to us, and uh, looking forward to the, the playoff push this year. How much are you enjoying sort of the, a regular season here? The hub was anything but normal, so now you're kind of experiencing the, the billet life, the travel and the bus, all those long road trips. How has uh, that aspect of it been for you? Yeah, it's been great. It was, uh, at the start, it was hard to manage school and being on the road. Um, but like once you get a hold of it, um, just uh, down. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, talk about the Billet family experience. Normally we save this till closer to the end of the interview, but, uh, you know, who's your Billet family right now and how's that going for you? Yeah. First time living away from home. Yeah, I know my Billets are Amy and Andy Weens. They've been great. Um, four kids, uh, Ayrton and Aya, Alem and uh, Ayrton. And, um, yeah, no, they've been great. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been awesome. They're, she's a great cook. She's a baker. She uh, makes homemade bread and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice. It's nice. And uh, got the Billet brother, Alexi Shinar, in there, and that's been nice. So I get to know him and trying to trying to learn some Russian with him, but uh, it's been uh, it's been hard. What, what have you picked up? Hit, hit us with some Russian. <laughs> uh, I only know one word so far, and it's uh, Mech, and it's uh, it's a ball. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Four kids at the build house. That must be a little chaotic. Is there like mini sticks going on and stuff like that? Yeah, no, we play mini sticks a lot, and the kids are always trying to come in my room and Alexi's room and trying to get us to play with them. Uh, our billet dad built uh, like a, a snow hill outside and iced it down, so the kids are going out there sledding and all that kind of stuff, and built a skating rink in the back and um yeah it's been good nice nice so in terms of uh what's been happening on the ice for you uh geez you're sure making lots of friends around the league eh <laughs> are, you, are you relishing that i don't really want to say agitator but uh you know talk about your game and how things have been going for you yeah for sure i think uh, i'm definitely one of those guys that uh gets under the other, the other team's skin and uh is a power forward that can skate and shoot the puck and of course be physical and i think the teams don't like when i'm too physical and it gets under their skin and uh gets them off their game and creates uh, space and energy for for our team and uh, just with the fans getting into that too it's been awesome and it it feeds me so uh, it makes me want to you know go out there every shift and uh, get the energy going for my line mates and for uh, the team so where does that come from I mean have has it always been that way was nine-year-old Josh Davies running around yelling at guys like where when did that really start for you (laughs) no I think uh, it started started their second year Bantam when I was at the edge there I was kind of put into that role of uh, the enforcer of the team and just going out there and scoring goals and being physical and I kind of embraced that role with uh, with everything and then making the jump to the with Western League. I kind of kind of knew my role heading in and uh, kind of stuck with it. And I've been told uh, ever since the uh, first game in the Western League, I got to play that way every day and uh, it'll uh, work out for me in the end. You know, we asked a lot of the guys who were with the team last year what the, the hub experience was like. And for you, what was it like, you know, not just, you know, living in the dorms and having to do that, but getting your first taste of Western Hockey League action and, and realizing that you can compete at this level? Yeah, no, it was a great experience going to the dorms in uh, Regina there in the hub. Um, it, was tough. it was tough being away from family for two and a half months there, but uh, being with the guys 24-7 for two and a half months, uh, we definitely got closer and uh, uh, made us better in the long run. And just that experience in the hub, um, like uh, going, going to the rink every day and practicing in the mornings and then going back to the dorms and just uh, getting, to know your, getting to know your teammates and creating all those lifelong, lifelong memories. Um, it was great. And uh, getting the first taste of the Western League was, uh, it was amazing. And uh, it's... Uh, they do treat you like pros, and it's that pro, menta- pro mentality that you have to learn, and uh, it's definitely been fun so far. I don't think anybody really knew what it was going to be like until everyone was inside, and some guys brought as many supplies as they could. Some guys were kind of lightened the load a little bit. Uh, for you, how much stuff did you bring? Did you have enough to make it through, or did you have to restock? Uh, I had to restock probably halfway through there. I brought I brought a big tote of uh, food there and drinks, and uh, it kind of lasted me you know, a month and a bit, and then I had to call Chad up to bring me some more stuff because uh, I was eating the snacks a lot and um, yeah I know it was definitely uh, definitely a lot of food but uh, it didn't last me no you know something that hasn't really been publicized about you is uh, you're a type 1 diabetic how's it been managing that with 
your hockey career and uh, and you know succeeding the way that you have you know talk about talk about how that works for you yeah I've had type 1 diabetes for eight, eight years now and uh, I think just uh, from the start until now it's just learning how to prepare one more trying to pr- prepare one more thing than other guys heading to the rink and and uh, being ready for games with that extra snacks or Gatorade or uh, Skittles or whatnot and uh, yeah just being uh, making sure my sugars are dialed for for my gameplay and if they're not dialed I'm not helping my team so I gotta make sure gotta make sure they're dialed in so I can help my team as best as possible and um, yeah I think just it's just a learning experience uh, every day every day is a new uh, new event or a new chapter and uh, new things come about but uh, it's yeah it's a learning experience and it's uh, it's been it's been fun but uh, sometimes it's a bit stressful um, you just gotta every day you're learning something new or something comes up but uh, you just gotta persevere through it and uh, just accept it and uh, it's a part of you and you can't change that so I think you just gotta you know persevere through like, persevere through it again and uh, just keep grinding and put your head down and uh, yeah just go to work and there's a lot of preparation involved with that obviously as you said but when it comes to in the game I think you have your own little Gatorade bottle off the side just to make sure that you have that if necessary but you know is it something that you can kind of notice immediately when you feel like you need to stop and take a drink and get some more sugar in you before you're able to kind of get back out there? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, with the Gatorade there, I do have it on the side there with my name on it. Um, and uh, I do feel it when I go low. Um, I kind of get a bit shaky. I don't handle the puck as well. Um, I'm kind of just uh, almost a bit lost out there. So I just need that uh, sugar in the Gatorade to get my, my levels back up. And uh, yeah, I just go from there. And uh, it takes about you know five to ten minutes uh, to get my sugars back up and I'm ready to go. So uh, yeah, it's always great to have those Gatorades there and sugar tabs and uh, Skittles and whatnot Andy has in the back there. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. You found yourself on the radar of uh, NHL Central Scouting. You know, what's it been like when those new reports come out and you just keep hearing your name? Yeah, it's uh, it's cool and all, but uh, you just can't let it get to you, right? Um, it's, it's, it's a list at the end of the day, and it's not the actual one that matters. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, just experiencing it with uh, the six other guys and hopefully a couple more, a couple more to come, um, it's been awesome. And we push each other each day, and uh, um, it makes us better so I think uh, just going through this this experience with them it's been awesome and uh, I hope for the best for them and uh, hope to hear my name called uh, at the initial draft that one day. I think uh, I've asked you about this before but it was like asking the guys about the draft day experience in the WHL some guys are, are refreshing their computer or their phone every five seconds some guys try not to think about it too much uh, 2019 draft pick 54th overall for you Josh uh, what was WHL draft day like for you? Yeah um, I was at school um, and I think it was social class uh, I was kind of following along while we we're doing a documentary on the big screen of uh, I think uh, First Nations we were learning about and all that kind of stuff and then um, yeah I was just following through it scrolling along and then uh, my name popped up to Swift Current and uh, I kind of screeched to myself that I was like here we go let's go Broncos um, and then uh, <laughs> uh, yeah no it was a great day got a call from Chad and a couple minutes later right after class and uh, uh, I felt re- I felt accepted right away and I couldn't wait to get to Swift and get to work and uh, yeah just it was excited to get to Swift and uh, go to work. You were one of those guys who put pen to paper with your WHL standard player agreement pretty quick too. Uh, you know what, what was that decision like? Was, was there a lot of discussion about other options? Or yeah, I had uh, had a couple schools reach out to me, but uh, I think I knew from Bantam and the way I played and uh, how uh, how strong I was and how good of a skater and I was and all that. I thought I thought I was more the WHL type of player and uh, I just wanted the fastest route to the NHL and I thought this was the correct way and uh, I thought I'd fit right in with the Broncos, so I, uh, I signed right away and I knew uh, that's where I wanted to be so wanted and I want to talk about your first preseason game uh, in Regina against Musha the Broncos win 8-5 you scored a minute into the game and you scored three times uh, even strength power play and shorthanded so 
would that kind of solidify yourself as, yeah, I want to be in this league and I want to be successful? Yeah, no, I, I don't remember it too much. That was a couple of years ago. <laughs> but, uh, no, that was definitely a surreal experience trying to get that hat trick with the Broncos in the first game of preseason there. But uh, I definitely couldn't have done it without uh, my line mates there just moving the puck and all that kind of stuff and being in the right spots. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely pretty cool. But uh, at the end of the day, it's not regular season again, right? So I think uh, just uh, going out there and working and trying to get that regular season one is uh, the next on the list. Are you a big gym guy? Because you look huge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I am a big gym guy. I'm in the gym uh, probably five to six times a week in the summer. Um, I feel like it's my safe place, and uh, I like to be there. And I I like the feel of uh, the muscles pumping. And, uh, yeah, no, it's... uh, it's a fun experience in the gym, so you can't uh, can't get uh, enough of it. And is that also something that kind of started your second year at Bantam when you realized that you're going to have to be strong to be successful in WHL? Is that when you really started to ramp up your, your weight training? Yeah, I think uh, second year Bantam, I made my uh, my first summer at crash conditioning there in Calgary, and uh, I knew I had to get stronger and bigger and faster trying to get to uh, the midget level and then try and ho- hopefully play some games in the WHL and then make the, the jump at 16 there. So I definitely took that to heart and uh, tried to push myself in the gym uh, as hard as possible that 04 group on the Broncos that you're a part of right now you know and, and I imagine you know you're, you're involved with the entire team in the dressing room but there's got to be some excitement about that 04 group considering that you know I, I would say that you've met and surpassed a lot of expectations this year and certainly some excitement for the next few years down the road eh? yeah no we have a we have a lot of great great 04s in our group you know Heavy, Picks, Wardo, Philly, um, Betsy all those guys, Dicker um, they're, they're great guys and but great players too um, we, we wouldn't be where we are without them and they they pick in, they pitch in so much to help the team and uh, yeah they're just great leaders and uh, you know they're, they're going to be great players coming down the road here so um, I think if uh, they keep their heads up and keep keep grinding they're going to be they're going to go places so I know from training camp the expectation inside the locker room was always to make the playoffs I think maybe on the outside people were wondering if a team that was this young would be able to do that but now you're in that conversation here uh, heading down the stretch with 14 games to go I mean I'm sure you'd rather be in a more comfortable position playoff wise but how are you guys feeling now with 14 games left here? Yeah, I think uh, we're using it as fuel. I mean, uh, I think we're just lighting a fire under us and uh, trying to go to work. I mean, we all we all, we all all want that playoff spot and we're all going to keep keep pushing for it. And I think if we keep putting the work in every day, we're going to get it. So I think, uh, yeah, if we just keep going to work and uh, keep grinding and uh, buy into the process and uh, worry about the results later, uh, we'll get it. And uh, once we get it, I think we're going to do some damage in the playoffs. You know, obviously, uh, with the past two years as they've been, there hasn't been a lot of getting out and about and doing things and we ask this to every feature guest that we have on the podcast what are some of the things that you do off ice are you a big tv guy video game guy Fortnite guy what's uh, what occupies the free time yeah uh, when, when i'm not doing school I'm, I'm either playing Fortnite with the guys or some nhl 20 or 21 or whatever it is um, um but we kind of did go through that that stage where we weren't allowed to go out so i kind of had just me and alexi uh, we, were, we were just watching movies or playing Fortnite together or just you know just hanging out with each other and keeping each other occupied well uh, we're kind of in that quarantine phase but um yeah no just uh just a video game guy i'd say um kind of surpassed the time so if you guys are watching movies together are you watching in english with russian subtitles or watching in russian with english subtitles? <laughs> yeah <laughs> he actually he understands english but he can't say it too well so uh it's an english movie um but uh yeah he understands it just can't speak it that well so he's taught you like a couple russian words uh what, what about you are you helping him along with the english yeah i did did a couple for a couple days in the quarantine there i was trying to help him uh say different sentences and different like pronouns with words and stuff kind of like that um but uh he's 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 catching he's catching english pretty
pretty well. So I think if he keeps trying, he'll uh, he'll understand it fully, and he's doing a great job at that. So, kind of wanted to talk about the games against Winnipeg this past weekend. Uh, should the Broncos make the playoffs, there's a pretty good chance they're playing either Winnipeg or Edmonton in that first round. So to have to get three or four points from that Winnipeg team, I think just a massive confidence boost for the group heading into a potential playoff matchup. Yeah, 100. percent I think uh, we were going in the weekend with uh, with our heads high. Um, didn't start too well on Moose Jaw, um, so we kind of kind of went downhill from there on the weekend. We kind of persevered through uh, what uh, what they put on the ice, and we uh, went into the dressing room after the first period and just talked it out, flushed it, and then uh, we went out there and we were hungry. We wanted to win that game, and uh, we kind of went into the to the weekend with uh, no expectations to win. And uh, I think we we surpassed that and changed the changed those thoughts, and uh, we came out with three or four points, which was huge for us in the playoff spots. And uh, I think if we just continue the way we played that weekend throughout the rest of the year, we'll, uh, we'll do some damage. You know, a tough one last night against, uh, you know, a really, really good hockey team from Red Deer this year. Uh, you know, they got depth and they always play hard. Uh, but after that one, what was the message to the boys? What did you guys take from that one? Yeah, I think we just got to flush that one again. I mean, uh, we, we weren't, the effort wasn't there for the full 60. We kind of had, we had rough starts of, the, of each period and uh, we kind of let them get on to us uh, early there, which uh, we, we got to hold off and we got to, you know, at least try and get one back right away. Um, but uh, they, they took it to us early and uh, we kind of lost the game at that point uh, right from the start, I think. Um, uh, we weren't we weren't all into it and uh, I think we were, we were too loose on the details like Prodder said. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, we just got, we got to be tighter on the details and uh, when we get to the rink, ready to go to work and uh, that's all we got to focus on and uh, not be loose. So it's mentioned that the Josh Davies Friendship Tour has been in full swing all season long. Are you somebody who, <laughs> who needs to get hit or throw a hit to sort of get yourself into the game or do you feel like you're always ready to go right from puck? I, I think, yeah, I have to get a hit or get hit or uh, throw a hit. Uh, I think when I get hit, I get pretty mad. That definitely uh, starts the fire under me if I get hit right away or if I uh, make a big hit, I know I'm into the game right away and uh, yeah, it just gets me going and I think uh, that's a great uh, great way to start the game. This weekend, uh, you're off to Medicine Hat. you got a Saturday night game there. Uh, you're an Airdrie guy, Calgary area, so you're going to have family making the trip for, for this one? Yeah, for sure. I think my mom, my mom's coming up, my auntie and my uh, my little cousin that hasn't come to a game yet this year, they're coming up and then my sister goes to Met High College so she's going to be there and I haven't seen her for a bit since Christmas I think so um, it'll be nice to see some family there but uh, hopefully we get the W that day too and uh, yeah, just another two points on the, on the board. You mentioned that your mom's probably going to be at that game. I know she's pretty well traveled. She comes to a lot of games. Uh, what can you say about the support that uh, she and, uh, and your parents and family have shown you this year? Yeah, no, I wouldn't be where I am without them. Uh, they've been there the whole step of the way and uh, they uh, they put the money in towards me and I got to put the work in so I think uh, just reaching my goals uh, it's kind of a, a relief to them and a relief to myself and uh, I think I just got to prove to myself that uh, it's worth it and uh, just yeah I wouldn't be where I am without the support they've given me and uh, they've been there the whole step of the way so right on well that's great stuff man thanks for uh, coming and being our feature guest on the podcast this week really appreciate you making your way to this end of the rink and at the other end of the rink I'm sure there's some 45 pound plates with your name on them there man <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> right on Josh Davies on the Broncos This Week podcast. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Wrapping up another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. A big thank you to our feature guest, forward Josh Davies, and uh, interim head coach Devin Pratt for coming in and breaking things down over the last uh, week or so in, in Bronco land. All right, uh, a... 
I don't want to say a relaxing weekend coming up because, as Coach Prod alluded to, anyone can beat anyone on this league on any given night. But uh, just a one-game weekend coming up after 3-3 three and three and that one game in Medicine Hat. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you looked at the schedule uh, – Last before this past weekend, the Broncos had six of seven games coming up against the top four teams in the Eastern Conference in Moose Jaw, Red Deer, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. So they took care of business with uh, taking three or four points of Winnipeg, some tough games against Moose Jaw and Red Deer. And then when you looked at the game on the Saturday against Medicine Hat, I'm sure there was that one was kind of circled as, hey, we really got to take care of business this game because the games surrounding that one are against some very difficult opponents. So I think there's some more importance put on that game. We know Medicine Hat is having a really, really tough year uh, on a 12-game losing streak heading into that game as well. But as uh, as Devin said, uh, anybody can beat anybody. We've seen it. Uh, we've seen uh, Medicine Hat's beaten Red Deer a couple times this season. So we, we know that they can play, and uh, the Broncos are going to have to approach it like any other game when they head to a co-op place on Saturday. Rock and roll. Next home games for the Broncos, not this weekend, but next Friday and Saturday, both against the Edmonton Oil Kings. Would be awesome to see a packed rink for those two games. All right, that'll do it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast for Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.